What you got? Um, so I guess my question is two things, really. The first thing is, do you have like, um, like practical tips on like that engagement phase? Mm -hmm. Cause what you just said, uh, about you're doing the best you can as who you are. I feel like I'm outgrowing my space and I'm doing the best I can, but it's like I hit a ceiling and I'm not sure how to break past it. What is one thing, where is one area that you fall short in your life? Like if there was an ability, if there was an ability that you can attain or acquire or have, what would you want that to be? Like putting myself out there more, being more social, because yeah. I'm very reserved and sometimes I want to do stuff, but if it requires me to put myself out there too much, I'll be like, do I really want to do this? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just side note, so she is actually my uh, podcast mastermind and her podcast is blowing up uh, on TikTok. Numbers are growing, but it's really just her. Like speaking how she speaks now, she uh, the way she talks is just so comforting. And I think other people like that because people can relate. Like, I just want a safe space to kind of get the things off my chest. But because you are, who you are has built your brand and people love that. But now it's time to kind of break away from your comfort zone and think of it in a way as creating more content for your podcast. So you got more stuff to talk about. Today I did a thing. I don't normally tell people about my show. I don't normally talk to people, but I broke out of that. And my goal is to introduce 10 people to my podcast every day. So you're at the you're at the drive-thru, right? You get your food. What do you say? Thank you. <laughs> right now, but the new you, because you want to get out there. You want to start telling people about your brand. Mm-hmm. Pull up to the drive-thru, Chick-fil-A, you eat meat, or you want them vegans? One of them vegans. You're one of them vegans. So you get the fries. <laughs> well, how vegan are you though? Like I don't eat I'm nothing that's cooked with. I'm vegan in my house. Okay. And when I leave. So you don't eat out? No, I eat out. Okay. I right, eat whatever. That's, that's irrelevant. <laughs> All right. So you go get a lemonade, right? And they gave you the lemonade. What do you say? Um, thank you. But but how, how would I introduce my podcast in that moment? Let's figure it out. Here's your lemonade. Have a good day. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I'll take any answer, but I don't know. Or I have no idea. Let's try it again. Come on. Your objective is to tell me about your show. Okay. I give you your lemonade. Here's your lemonade. Have a good day. Thank you. Do you listen to podcasts? Sometimes. Uh, what kind of podcast do you listen to? Ah, uh, this one and that one. Um, well, you should check mine out. It's called Secluded Thoughts. It's about self improvement. I love it. How'd that feel? Weird. Weird. <laughs> yes. Here's the good news: the more you do it, the less weird it's going to be. Yeah. So, but the cool this is like for you, right? So you have an audience of people that are just like you, mm-hmm. that are more, let's say, introverted, or um, they. They they want to break through some things in their life. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be a leader, you're going to have to break through some things in your life. Yeah. So how weird that felt. 
you're going to have to embrace that weird. You just have to do it. With the mindset of, I'm going to take this back for more content and say, I did my 10 today. And there will be a whole lot of people who will identify what their 10 is. I don't know what their 10 is. Their 10, we just talk, we call it the 10 attempts or whatever, right? Okay. So there might be somebody that is single and they're having a hard time getting out there. Their 10 might be walking up to random people and letting them know that they are single. Hey, look, I'm not trying to date you or anything like that, but my coach told me that I have to let 10 people know every single day that I'm single. You can blame it on me. My coach said I have to tell 10 people about my podcast. It's growing and blowing up on TikTok. You'll remember this moment when we're the biggest show in the world, but I have a show called Secluded Thoughts. Just check it out. You don't care whether she checks it out or not because this ain't about them, it's about you. But what happens to this activity is more and people get more and more people get to know who you are. But you have to be comfortable getting uncomfortable sometime. So are you gonna tell some people here today about your podcast? Yeah. One-on-one scenario. But I want you to embrace how awkward and uncomfortable it is. So I'm going through some of the same things. I have a um I have a challenge. Uh, confronting, what's it called? What's it called? Confrontation. I hate confrontation. It makes me so nervous, so uncomfortable. Just as uncomfortable as it is for you to talk to the lady at Chick-fil-A that gave you that lemonade and just randomly tell them about your podcast because you know they're going to be thinking, okay, that was random. Just as uncomfortable as that is for you, Mm -hmm. confrontation is equally uncomfortable but I want to become something else. Like I really, really want to become something else. And I have to start hitting confrontation head on. So lately over the last couple of months, I've been having uncomfortable conversations. And what I realize is they're not, they're more scary in my head than they are in real life. Yeah. So right now you're terrified to just walk up to somebody and tell them about your podcast. But when you do it, what do you think is going to happen? Life will go on. You don't die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you might meet somebody who is like, who could be the plug. So if that's one thing that you wish about yourself, you could change it today. You will be more approachable. You'll be more social. We got to set some metrics that aren't based on results, just the work. So, all right, tell them about your podcast. Um, my name is Sensi, and I have a podcast called Secluded Thoughts, and it's about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. Good. How did it feel? It felt better. Better, right? <laughs> yeah. The more you do it, but just start keeping it. It might not be 10. You might have to work up to one a day. I'm going to tell a random person about my podcast. And it's so it's comfortable because you're not trying to sell them nothing. And you don't care if they listen or not. Because yeah. there's an exercise for you. But the cool thing is, the cool thing about it is, one, you'll get more comfortable. Two, this experience will be with you forever. So there's going to be something else that makes you super uncomfortable. And you're going to remember this experience and you're going to apply the same thing. You're going to apply the same thing to that thing that's beating you up in life. And you say, oh, I did it once, I can do it again. Yeah. So now, you got to start asking people for money for your podcast. Okay? Yeah. 
Ask him for some money. <laughs> um, do you have a business you would like to feature on the podcast? Nah, nah. Because if if you didn't hear this conversation, you wouldn't say yes. You'd have more questions. <laughs> Act like you're not going to support and just like have a conversation. This is a real conversation about marketing and your business. Okay, and what's your business about? Pursue? What's the story behind it? Okay. Well, my audience is pretty much pursuing their goals and they, they are in the process of becoming the best version of themselves. So I feel like our brands would align for my audience. Um, it's about self-improvement and becoming the best version of yourself. And that comes with obstacles. So I feel like, you know, they kind of coincide with each other. <laughs> you you know the only thing you missed? The price? You didn't ask them for the money. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people go through that sales process of they tell you about their brand and then they say, oh, that's cool. And, and we might end with, I mean, if you ever feel like you need some promotion, just let me know. Instead of, you should really sponsor my podcast. Would you like to sponsor my podcast? Okay, I have a follow-up question. Talk to it. So, in the beginning, I'm trying to get brands that align with my audience. Should I be doing that or should I just be doing it for the sake of approaching it and getting sponsors? If the fear is approach, I just want you to approach as many people as possible. But okay. the cool thing is, if you're looking for a specific sponsor, mm -hmm. you can lead with that. Say, I'm looking for a, a product or service that, like, I have a really engaged audience mm -hmm. that really does this. And if your business aligns with that, I'd love to be, I think it'd be really cool that you sponsor this podcast. I give you one price, see how it works, but my audience is super engaged. Check it out. Okay. But the, the whole activity for you is, you just have to do the activity. That's what I'm just saying. Like me and Corey, remember we were at, um, this is like years ago, we were at the mall and she is, she is actually you. Like y'all, like y'all sit the same and everything. Y'all just, <laughs> it's crazy. She is just real docile, just I'm not about, until, until you get to know her, right? She's not like super social. So I'm like, yo, tell everybody to come to the kiosk and buy some shirts. Like we're at the kiosk. And she just wouldn't do it. So I don't know if you remember this. I was like, yo, just tell everybody hi that walks by. Do you remember that? I'm like, yo, just say hi to people. So people walk by, she's like, hi, hi, hello, hi. And people start saying hi back. Hey, how are you? And she did that for a few minutes. And I said, okay, here's the next level, okay? I want you to say hi, but give a compliment. Find something nice about the person. So she was just sitting there like, hey, I like your shoes. Hey, I like your hair. Hey, 
Those are really cool wristbands. I like those. And then they started engaging. And then we just added a layer on it. So I'm like, okay, you don't have to get them to buy anything, but I want you to tell them what you're doing. She said, hey, how you doing? I like your shoes. And they say, oh, thank you. I like your shoes too. Uh, my dad's company is right there. <laughs> she started making sales. But it started with wherever you are. Hey, hello. You might start with, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And you might start with giving compliments. You might practice compliments. But breaking out of that shell, I don't want you to like break out of the shell. I just want you to kind of expand your comfort zone a little bit. Something that's a little bit uncomfortable, but not so much that it like, you just wouldn't be able to do it. Makes sense. Makes sense? So you might just have an email. What I would advise for you is, because now you're looking for particular businesses to sponsor, right? Mm -hmm. Write down a list of the type of businesses that you want to sponsor your podcast, okay? When you come across somebody, just collect their information. Like, I have a podcast. It might be beneficial for your business. I'm just going to take your name and your email, and I'll send you some information. Most people would do that, especially the way you approach people and, like, your, your presentation. You don't seem threatening. Like, if I go up to somebody, like, let me get your name and email. You're like, what, bro? Like, the people that say, what's your cash app? You know what I mean? You did. <laughs> but I think let's just get real specific on who we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And while we're having conversations with certain people, because you know that's what you're looking for, you can ask, and he might not fit your brand. You might say, yo, you know anybody that's like got a candle company or something like that? I'm looking for a candle company to sponsor. Make sense? Yeah. And he might lead you to somebody. But you you just have to get out there. But she, when did you quit your job? March. She just quit her job in March. So, that's good. <laughs> so but yeah, just keep getting an environment. Because if you decided to stay in your shell at home and you didn't come here, all the things that's running through your head right now would not be running through your head right now. So just get in the environment. This was a big step for you, though. That's good. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, listen. Every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together, and this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing, we get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. 
I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Just the morningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. Let's do it. What you got? Okay, so Robert Kiyosaki has this quadrant, cash flow quadrant. Mm -hmm. There's employee, self-employed, business owner, investor. I um, felt really good some years ago getting out of employment and being self-employed for many, many, many years and doing the investing thing as well. But um, moving to Atlanta a few months ago, I had to fall back into the employee quadrant. Mm -hmm. And it's breaking my heart. How does it make you feel? Um, Mentally, I feel... Like, um, not too well. And it's been very tough. But so my question, I guess, is how do how do I keep going, even though I feel like I fell backwards? Um, I think, you know, the answer to the question of how do you keep going? What's the answer? I mean, just to keep going. But you keep going. So I think what, what is the goal? Is there a financial goal you need? It is. What is it? Um, basically to cover the. The monthly, then some. How much? 3K. 3K. Mm -hmm. You don't think you can come up with $3,000? My current state of belief, no. In Atlanta, I know it sucks. The real issue is your belief. It is. So I think, because I tell you some stuff to do, but if if I tell you what to do and you get around 
you the same thought process. You're still in your own environment of thinking. Um, you're not really going to be able to carry it out necessarily. So we got to do something about this belief that you can't make $3,000. So I went, and this is, I, I don't know if I told a story on a podcast or we were at a school or something, but what changed my life was I was, I was, um, I was coming up to this, uh, this is, I'm going my way to my job and I come to this light and it's a homeless man that is asking people for money. And I had a couple of dollars, I maybe get like three, four dollars, something like that. And the light turns green and then I go, right? The next day, he's there again. And I'm like, yo, this must be a hot corner. I'm in here two days in a row. And I started doing some research and I believe what I came up with was that the light turns red like 10 times an hour or it might be more than that, but like 10, let's say every six minutes or whatever, let's just say 10 times. And I'm like, I give them three, $4. The person behind me gives them three, $4. Um, let's just say every time the light turns red, he makes on a low end $15. If that process happens 10 times, he makes $150 an hour. If he stays there for two hours, he'll make $300 a day working $2 two hours a day. And that disturbed me as I go to work. And I said, he figured out something that I haven't yet. I wanted to go get a job because I know how much they're going to pay me, even though it's not even what it's worth, what, uh, what I'm worth. But he figured out that if he stays consistent, People will give, I think he just worked out the math. Yo, the light's going to turn red this many times. I have this many cars. I get a few dollars. I don't care if he makes $5 every stop times 10. That's $50 an hour. If he stays there for four hours and make $200 a day. I wasn't making $200 a day, but I'm like, yo, he figured, and I worked longer. He figured some stuff out. Then I thought to myself, I'm, I'm building out this t-shirt brand and I'm selling t-shirts for $25, but I go to this job for eight hours. And I go to the job for eight hours, I make, let's say, $150 in tips. If you had eight hours to tell your story, to sell your shirts, how many shirts do you think you can make? How many shirts do you think you could sell in eight hours? I'm talking about just going to different barbershops, salons, in the streets, coming here. Has she tried to sell any of y'all shirts? So if you had eight hours to go make some money off of this message, how many shirts, hats do you think you could sell? I could definitely hit the goal, I feel. How many could you sell? Forget the goal. Um, How many do you okay, think? You're, um, eight hours. Concentrated eight. Five, ten. You can sell ten shirts in eight hours. Five to ten. I Meaning it'd take you an hour to sell one shirt. Yeah, probably. Let's just say that that's true. Let's say that's true. You'll make $200 a day. But most jobs aren't going to pay you $200 a day. And guess what? If you make $200 a day, that is $1,000 a week. And you get the weekends off. And you'll make $4,000 a month instead of $3,000 that you need that a job's going to pay you to work way more hours. So why won't you just believe in your brand and go make your own money? I will. Will you? Yeah. You sure? So I'm not telling you to get a job, not get a job. I'm just telling you what changed my life. Thank you. Cool. 
All right. Awesome. Good, good. Who's next? Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Omaya, the only Omaya you know. Um, <laughs> so, no, it's true. The only That's Omaya right. you know. I started my business legally last year. Mm-hmm. And I cleared five figures in one month. And I didn't really have a strategy. And I don't know how I did it. But yeah, so I would say maybe month six. I remember it being somewhere toward maybe like the end of summer. Um, of last in year. fall. Yeah. And so I didn't try. My Instagram page is drier than hot laundry. Mm. I had no strategy. (laughs) I um, was just being me, just being dope in real life, just existing. And I was getting referrals. And now that I'm trying, it is like an act of God to bring five figures into my business consistently. And I don't know what's going on. I'm a personal stylist, by the way. Mm-hmm. I build. Um, How'd you make the five figures? That I don't time? know. I had my I'll take offers any answer, but I, I don't confident know. confident in my offers. I, stop. Hold on. Stop. Okay. Stop. I'll take any answer, but I don't know. Okay. Because I really answer. don't. But okay. So when I started my business, the Melanin Playhouse started as a brand strategy business. Hold on. I, hold on. How many clients gave you the five figures? That's it. It was the sum that caused the five figures. So a couple clients gave me four figures that caused the five figures. Okay, okay, so, slow down, slow down, slow down. How many clients paid you in this 30-day period that totaled up to 10000 or more dollars? Okay, so I would say it was about... Not three. about, give me no, a number. It was, I, I, I just make the money. I don't be counting it. I realized that I had it in my PayPal when someone asked me. They was like, oh my God, you did five figures. And I was like, you're right, I did. So, so three people. Three clients. Tell me about these clients. These clients were in need of someone who could help them with messaging. So brand strategy, as I mentioned before, is what mm. the Melanin Playhouse started as. Gotcha. I was feeling a need for my clients. Got it. Oh, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. The one, think of one of the people that gave you some money. Okay. How much did they give you? One client gave me 5000 They gave you 5000 Why did they give you $5,000? Um... She felt like I could provide the solution that she needed. Got you. And how did you meet this one person? How do you know this one person? It was a referral. It was a referral. Uh huh. So someone who who referred you to that person? A previous client. So one of your clients. Mm-hmm. What did you do for that client? I did branding and personal styling for her. You did branding and personal styling, and they told another person, "Hey, you need to get branding and personal styling from." Amaya, yeah. My name was spoken rooms I wasn't even in. This lady Amaya. just inboxed me on Facebook. Good, good. So when that woman gave you $5,000, was she pleased with her service? Absolutely. Did she refer you to anybody? Not as of yet. Okay. Did you ask her? I should. You should. You know why I'm I saying will. that? Because you made $5,000 for providing a service to somebody else and they referred you. So if you want to do it again, why don't you just ask the person that you did a service for to refer you to somebody else? That makes sense. Don't it? It does. And I've been thinking about what that should look like. Call them and say, do you know anybody else that needs some help? Yeah. How should I reward her for that? Call. You don't need a reward. Did you have to reward the one person? I did. How'd you reward her? I gave her like, I think a $50 Amazon card because she was impressed. 
well, I wanted tell, to say thank you in a tangible way. Tell the other person I give a fifty dollar Amazon card for anybody you refer. Okay. You made five thousand dollars because somebody referred you to somebody else. It's fifty dollars enough for you, David. It was fifty dollars enough for somebody else, okay. and they did it for free. I got fifty dollars for you, then. I mean, I just, I'm not your client. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, but uh, uh, people have referred me who have not been my client. But you made 5000 from someone that was your client. Right. That enjoyed your work. Right. So you need to get a testimonial from that person and ask them if they know anybody else that needs help. I'm going to do that today. So you do not know, you know, you do know how you made $10,000. I didn't really try though. And I don't it's not want about my you trying, but you know, but you know how you made ten thousand dollars, right? Yeah, how? it was more than that, but I mean. Right. So give me the other client. Give me the second okay. person. So how much did they give you? She gave me five thousand too. Good. How did they come? I was actually taking pictures um, at an expo that I was mad. I paid thirty dollars to get in. It was supposed to be free. Mm-hmm. She saw me helping other people pose themselves so that they can get the maximum exposure for their photos. And we connected on Instagram and she came back and she said, you know what? I like what you were doing. I want to work with you. Mm. So you need to go to more events and do what you did. That's the plan. Good. Give me the other person that gave you $5,000. A third person hasn't given me $5,000 yet. Or what was the the third person that helped you with this? So someone gave me three, but she was not an ideal client. Okay. Praise God. Why did she give you $3,000? Um, she wanted, she thought she was purchasing brand, or oh, I'm sorry, um, personal styling, but the contract stated that it was brand strategy. Mm. She needed very badly. Gotcha. It seems to me that when you do what you do, people find you doing what you do, and people want to get that service for them too. So you just find bigger platforms to do what you do, do more events. Like, you know how people do like expos? Right. And they maybe they're selling apparel or something like that. You can probably set up some sort of business where you help them style their mannequins. their mannequins and booth or whatever. And you'll probably get referrals from there and people that are just there say, "Hey, I want you to do mine too." And also, you just ask the people that you did work for, do they know anybody else? Because now you're just recreating the same thing you did to make the money the first time. That makes sense. That's just asking for the sale in a different way, and I don't think about referrals as much as I should. Good. I mean, that's how you got the money. So you need to do it again. Thank you. All right. You're awesome. Thank you. Let me ask you, if you were to expand tomorrow, how would you prepare for the expansion? Well, I'm not ready for it right now. For sure. I know Uh I'm not ready. All right. But if somebody was to wear that hoodie, Meek Mill threw it on or Cardi B threw it on or something like that, what would you do? How would you prepare yourself? Well, the the, me, the main reason why I moved out here was for... I'm sorry, answer that question first. Well, How would you prepare me, yourself? Meek Mill actually did. Prepare, I, that's answer the question. If, if somebody threw it on and it exploded... How would I prepare myself? How would you prepare yourself? I would try to get... I will order as much merchandise as I need. Mm. So to prepare yourself for ext- expansion, you would just prepare yourself by getting the... Getting enough products, right? Because I need. But what about the finance side and accounting side? Like, I feel like I need a team. That's another question. I feel like I need a team, but I'm by myself. I feel like I want to do it by myself. I feel like I need a team. Need an account. Need a graphic designer. Need a photographer. You don't, you don't need a team. You need certain things done. Okay? So 
as I'm building out my t-shirt brand, I didn't have an accountant. But that doesn't mean I don't I don't make money because I don't have an accountant. It just means on a sheet of paper, I was writing down how much I made for the day, how much this shirt cost me, how much this run cost me. I put that number down. How much did I sell at the end of the day? I put that number down. I'm doing my own accounting. You, you don't need a photographer on your team. You need a photo shoot, right? Because you got to get something done. If you come out with a new shirt, you got to get a photographer. You don't have to have a photographer on your team. You got to just hire a photographer to come shoot for you. Right. I don't have a photographer on my team. But if, when I need a photo shoot, I just find out who's going to shoot it. Everybody got different prices. You find the best price for you versus the best work. And you get a photo shoot. So did you feel like you need help? Like, do you feel like... You I felt like I needed things done. Get things done. I don't have a print. I don't print shirts, but I needed shirts printed. Right. I don't need somebody on my team to print shirts. I need to find a print shop and print the shirts. We just like get stuck in. I need a team because it sounds cool. Right. It's not cool to have a team because now you're responsible for people. You got to make sure people get paid and all that kind of. You're like connected to people in a way. You got to take care of people. Anytime we go out to eat, me and Reese. I pay for it. He's on my team. I take care of Reese. If he was a videographer for hire, buy your own food. Like I have conversations with Reese on like things he wants to get over and challenge. That's because I I want him to be happy and get to his goal and become the person that he wants to become. If he's just a videographer for hire, I'm like, yo, where's my video at? Like, let's just let's just shoot the video and we're done. So you got a responsibility when you're building a team. You don't need a team. You need to get certain things done. But I, it, it seems like you don't really know all the things you need to get done. And it just it's just mad stuff in your head. And I just want to be successful. But to be successful, what do you need? You need inventory. How do you get inventory? Well, I got to find a print shop. Well, to get the shirts to the print shop and get them printed, I need some money. How do I get the money? What do I got to do to get some money? Right. And now you just got to figure out how do I get the money? Do you get the money? Do you... Get the shirts to the print shop. You pay them. You get the shirts. Now you ask yourself, how am I going to sell them? And also, what you said about the, um, I think when she was talking about the, um, the dress, mm-hmm. knock on the stylist's door. How do you get in touch with these stylists? You knock on the stylist's door. You find the stylist. <laughs> do me a favor. Pull out your phone. And all you do. I want you to go to Instagram and I want you to go to the search section and then I want you to put a hashtag stylus. Anything come up? Actually, no, do that. Take that out. Put hashtag celebrity stylus. Celebrity stylus. I've never searched it before, but the way I know how Instagram works, somebody pulled somebody put in their bio or their hashtag celebrity stylist. Anything come up? Okay. Yes, definitely. So you find some people who are responsible for those looks and you do what? Connect with them. How do you connect with them? Contact them. On how you gonna contact them? I can send them a message. Knocking on the door. <laughs> hey, that's you that's how you knock on the door. Definitely. Or you go to a fashion show. Are there any fashion shows? Do me a favor. Go on Google. Type in Atlanta fashion show. Atlanta fashion show. 
Now, I've never typed that in before, but I'm sure the way the internet works. Anything pull up? June, tw- June 7th. June 7th. There's a fashion show in Atlanta. What do you think you should do? Find out how I could get in that fashion show. I mean, you may not. What if they don't let you put your hoodies or your t-shirts in the fashion show? I still don't show up. Why are you going to show up? I'm connect and network with people. Look at you knocking on doors. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if we don't have a goal, it's hard to base any of this stuff off of. Like if we say, yo, I got to make $1,000 by tomorrow and I'm going to sell these shirts, you will come up with a plan because there's a goal intact. And your goal dictates your activity. And your activity will be based on the plan that you put up, put together. So you need some time to think. Just figure out what you need. Okay? Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Got you. What's your biggest success story? My biggest success story was, it was actually a music artist. Uh, He was an old school R&B artist. And... He had, uh, shout out Lennox Armstrong, my man. Um, So he released a song uh, for a Mother's Day song called I Love You Mom and running running ads, building his page on, got that video up to like 1.7 million views on Facebook, got his page monetized, started putting out content which was getting monetized on his page. Like that Red Table Talk video that went viral back mm-hmm. in the day, I literally just like grabbed that video, posted it on this page, and in one day it made $260. It was, uh, it was crazy. Gotcha. And when, was so, it? when was this? This was about a year ago. About a year yeah, ago. Yeah, it was literally amidst the pandemic. Gotcha. So then, your next biggest one. So my next biggest one has been pretty much me uh, and running my, running my ads and helping me understand that I could charge more. So like I went from charging literally like $500 a month mm. to then charging like a thousand and then 1500. And then I was able to- But talk, tell me about the, the effectiveness of the ads so for the, your, your business, let's say. Yeah, so like for every about, let's say 20 to 30 leads that I get, I can close a client. So now, so how much do you spend to get these 20 to 30 leads? So the leads can range anywhere from 3 to $5 per lead. So when we think about 20, 20, let's just say $5 just to make it easy. It can be anywhere from 100 to $150 of an investment. So $100 to $150 will get you a client that pays you $1,000 a month? That pays me either anywhere from... Fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars per month. Gotcha, and that's for you to run their ads. Right. Gotcha. How and many clients do you have right now? I have three. So, 
You got three? Yes. So the reason I have three is because I began overwhelmed and now I'm trying to figure out who what to put overwhelmed in place. By? Overwhelmed with the just the overall process because what I'm doing now is like I'm helping people literally build their business, the, you know, messaging their but the ads funnel. part it yeah. doesn't seem like the ads are as effective as you like them to be right right because right. i'm split i feel like i'm splitting my focus right if i but the whole thing is you're going to be selling people on the fact that you can teach them how to run ads but your process of ads isn't effective well it is effective yes when when, you got three clients you're running ads to get clients, and you got three. And you've been doing it for two and a half years. You have one story of a person who went from 4,000 to 100-something thousand followers, but we don't know that it was specifically the ads that did that. I would say it's the ads that did that if you had 20 stories. So what I would do is maybe not run ads to get a client, I will run ads to a product or a service that you can make some money off of and have your own testimonial mm-hmm. and say, yo, I'm doing 20,000 a week off these ads specifically. I ain't do nothing special. I ain't got no big following. But before you see, like, that's the, that's why I don't really, I'm not really big on the pandemic preneurs, man, because a lot of people had a, a good season because there were a lot of money that was spent, a lot of money that was printed. And it was a season where people made some money, but we don't really know how you're going to handle the ups and downs of entrepreneurship or you get a bunch of clients and you don't know how to handle them. Right. That's what I'm. This is entrepreneurship. Right. And I feel that's why I just have I just have a challenge with everybody that's teaching like with mild success, because it's not it's not necessarily proven, especially you're doing you are the coach. You're doing what you do. And for two and a half years, right now, you have three clients. If you are amazing at it, you'd probably have more clients. And not saying that the effectiveness of the ads isn't right, but I think a part of being an effective ad strategist is to be able to handle and monitor the growth and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't seem like you're handling it well. Right. So what needs to really be taken into consideration with that point is the fact that when being one person mm-hmm. and working towards wanting to scale, I have to also take a step back rather than acquiring all these clients. Now I'm not able to service people at a high level or even give them the proper attention. I, I'm almost like cautious of, I literally cut my ads back because I'm cautious of getting 10 to 20 clients mm. just to have 10 to 20 stories but these are, gonna all, these are not going to be success stories. They're going to be mild stories. But because a, you have to cut your ads back, that doesn't tell me that you're effect. Like, we, all, we all have a big sample size of, yo, I can go get 40, ad, 40 clients. This is what I would do. This is what I would do. I would pick a product and sell the product and get a testimonial from that particular product and do that a few times. Yeah, that's actually that'll be a lot easier than dealing with a guy, direct person. Because you just gotta you just gotta work your own magic and your own strategy and watch that joint work. 
and say, yo, every time I put my ad strategy on a product, it works. I did it once, I did it twice, I did it 10 times. This thing works. Now I can put together a course and teach people how to do it. But right now, I don't, I just me personally, just me, I don't know if you have enough experience in it. So my ads guy is amazing. But there's still some things that he has to figure out when he's dealing with a different type of product. He, he literally narrowed it down to this is my ideal client because I know this works. This is my, I don't take on clients. I, I try to put them on everybody. Like, yo, Dave, you want some clients? He's like, nope. Unless it fits in this box, I'm not taking on clients. And he's definitely not going to teach people how to run ads because you have to know a different strategy for every different product, every different situation, every different type of creative, every different type of person, big following, small following, different cities, different markets, whether it's a, a you're driving traffic to a, a, a physical place or a digital product, it's different. So I come on and you teach me how to run ads and it might not fit in my situation. So I would, for you, run some ads, like get, like get some success out there before you teach it. Cool. No, that's what's up. That's what's up. Good. Now, uh, like, with where I'm at now with these certain clients, mm -hmm. now, what would be, what would your strategy be for transitioning away from that? I would tell them, give me a rev share of what we grow. If I can get you here, can I make some money on top of that? Because then you guys just keep doing the same thing. Right. And your strategy works, and so you make more money. Take a percentage of what's growing. Okay. That's good. Yep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. My man. All right. All right. This is <laughs> if I'm if I'm looking for a mentor or an influencer, what do you feel like is the best way to deliver my pitch to them? Just pitch it. Just pitch it. That's it. Yeah. And also, I feel like how do you separate business and friendship because I feel like I got homies that's doing photography that's doing graphic design how do you separate business from friendship if I feel like they can invest in my business that's but they're not doing nothing right now but I don't want to mess up that friendship pay them if you have a photographer you need some pictures taken pay them but the business side and then the friendship side sometimes you know Okay. If you pay your friend, he's probably more your friend. Say it again. If you pay your friend, he's probably more of your friend. Oh man, my friends paid me. It don't gotta be maybe what he he's charging everybody else, but yo, approach him not with I need a favor. Yo, I want to support your business. 
and he'll in turn support your business at some point. You pay him for some photography. If he if you come out with a shirt that he really likes, he'll probably buy it. He's not going to ask for it for free because you just paid him. So I don't I don't think there's a separation of friendship and business. Like my best friend, I hired him to do something and I fired him a month later. Still my best friend. Right. I paid him, but I stopped paying him because he's fired now. But he's still my best friend. And it ain't no, there hasn't been no any. Lost that. No, because he's my friend. He's my best friend. If he stops being my best friend, then he was he really my best friend? Over some business stuff? Right. Nah. So I I'm I'm okay letting go. Like I'll fire my wife. She's still my wife. She ain't like it. Right. Talk to me for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to go. But that shouldn't relate, that shouldn't, that shouldn't rattle the relationship. Also, one more thing. I feel like I have the mindset and do you? The mindset to strive and actually make sales like for I've been taking a break. I don't know why, honestly. So you don't have the mindset to make sales. I had a mindset. I you have a it. mindset to take a break. I can do it. Yeah, I have a mindset to take a break, definitely. Mm-hmm. I can do it. It's just I feel like Finding that other audience, because I have an audience. Like if I was if I was to drop next week, I feel like I could make fifteen hundred to two thousand in a week. But I you don't feel, feel like, like you I have could the keep mindset? going. Like after that, you like, feel like you can make fifteen hundred dollars in a week. I did it before. You feel like you can do it again? Yes, definitely. Did you do it last week? No, not at all. So you don't feel like you could do it. If you knew you could do it, you'd have done it last week. You think you have the mindset to succeed, but there's something in your brain that's telling you you can't. Or the other things that you're doing, there's something in your brain telling you that the other things that you're doing is more important. If you knew I had a check for $10,000, how long would it take you to come to my house and come get it? ASAP. ASAP. Because you know the check's there. I took a picture. I got the check here. You have some sort of faith that I, if I go there, I'll go get it. Mm-hmm. But you're not willing to go in the streets and go get the money because you don't think it's there, really. You think people are going to tell you no. You think, like, people are going to, like, not receive your message well. That's your mindset right now. I can see your mindset by your activity, not by your words. By the activity. Everything you do shows your mindset. I don't care what you say. I believe I'm going to make 1500 If you don't go make the 1500 or even attempt, it's not even about getting the 1500 But if you out in the streets really hustling and you don't get it, then you do have the mindset to go get it. It just didn't happen. Because you can't control people taking money out of their pocket and giving it to you. Right. I just feel like I just can't. Not can't. I just feel like I'd never reach out to a different audience than what I already have. It'd be the same... And then uh, your mindset's telling you something about that other audience that they're not going to buy from you. That's your mindset, believe it or not. So how do I find that other audience? Besides family and friends. What other audience? People that you don't know? People that I don't know. Like that same type of income. You know Reese? On cash flow. I met him. 
You see anybody here you don't know? Yes. Did you ask that person to buy you the stuff? No, I did not. Why? Just didn't. Why? Didn't you? Because I ain't had the mindset to ask them at the time. That's the first step. Owning. I don't have the mindset right now. But as you continue to improve, you get in different environments. Right now, like even this conversation is helping shape your mindset. Would you agree? You feel it? Definitely. Like, yo, why don't I? I thought I had the mindset to succeed. I really don't. And now that I know my activity shows my mindset. So whatever I do shows my mindset. So you need to set the numbers. How many people are you going to ask to buy your clothes every day? That is telling me you have the mindset that is the biggest brand in the world. Listen, I I remember going to some restaurants and selling T-shirts to the server. If you're serving, waiting tables for me and I'm eating, I'm telling you about my brand. And they'd be like, yo, how much your shirt? 20, oh, got it. I got it in the car. I'll go get it. That was my mindset. That's why I left my job. That's why I was able to succeed. And um, when I say I had the mindset, not you say you had the mindset to take a break. My break was more like I came out of Atlanta to network and rebrand and just start a new life, basically. Good. Then I came out here. I took an extra break. It's like I made it longer, prolonged mm. it, and it's like. But the reason why I really took my break. Are you about to give me some excuses or a reason? A reason. Okay. We'll see. So all my site activity is going into my personal account. And I didn't like that at all. I watched. I just tapped in and started watching like more financial literacy videos and more stuff. My personal account, I don't want no ties at all. So I had to get my business account first. So I just got that. Like, mm. Last week. Is that an excuse or a reason? I feel like... That's an excuse. That's an excuse. I'm not... If if money is coming into my personal account yesterday, I'm not going to say, oh my gosh, today, no more money in my personal account. I'm going to have a business account. The money's going to keep coming in my personal account and then I'm just going to change the account when that one's ready. You had the mindset to take a break. That's true. You wanted an excuse. You, like, yo, excuses feel really, really good. Especially, yo, I, I, me and Joe, we were talking about, he had, he threw his first event. And, uh, yo, so funny. My man was looking for a strong reason. Right? Am I right, Joe? Joe, tell, tell the story, please. So, uh, <clears throat> Dave had challenged me to, to throw my first event. It was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, just to just just to end the conversation. I said, okay, just to end the conversation. And then um what happened? The event comes, the day's here, and I'm super nervous. Cause I don't know who's gonna show up. I don't know what's gonna happen. I was hoping for, because it was the indoor outdoor event. I was hoping for the worst storm ever. <laughs> and it was the perfect weather for an event. Now, granted, people showed up. They had a good time. It was a good event. But it's just, I guess, in my head, because I've been around so many different types of events, that my mindset was all focused on their events versus my event. Mm-hmm. And 
since I haven't thought of it since then. But <laughs> I was praying for a storm. I was like, yo, I'm soon, please. I said, yo, how you feel? I said, I'm nervous. I want you to be over. I said, I'm hoping the storm comes. Yeah. Dave looks at me like, yo, what's wrong with you? Yeah, because he can now lean on the excuse. He can lean on the fact, yo, it was about to be crazy, bro, but the sky fell. You know what I mean? We had a storm, so people couldn't get there. And then it just feels better because now we got an excuse. We have, we have, we have a valid reason. So you were looking for it. Oh, I, I learned financial literacy. You're not supposed to have money. Go into your personal account. It got to go in your business, even though that's true. Facts. But that was just an out for you. Okay? Work on your mindset. Definitely. Be in this environment more. Continue to read. Continue to grow. And your activity will actually improve your mindset as well. Yeah, definitely. Right? And that's another thing. I I just start, like, I don't never like reading, but I just start reading. Especially with the Morning group. meetup, right? Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.